who owns the rights to the Lord of the Rings and how your Android phone is spying on you. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I was looking into who owns the rights to what when it comes to the Lord of the Rings. And so the most famous books are the Lord of the Rings, then the Hobbit, and then the third most famous thing is a book called the Similarillion. And so when people thought or heard Amazon was going to be making a TV show, they're like, oh, it's going to be the Similarillion. Basically, it's the, it's the only other big book left. But then apparently the rights to, uh, there's some appendices at the end of the Lord of the Rings that are separate from that. And so that's what Amazon bought. They bought some appendices, like maybe it's like a chapter long or I don't know what. I think it's kind of an explainer. It's an explainer about the past. You know, when you read the Lord of the Rings, you're like, what happened before all this? Uh, it's got a little bit of an explainer in the appendices. And so that's what Amazon bought. And they bought it from the J.R.R. Tolkien estate. So basically, there's two groups who own a lot of rights to this stuff. And it sounds like maybe J.R.R. Tolkien, he sold, like, the movie rights in the 60s. I mean, they did do, like, Lord of the Rings, I don't know, radio shows and movies and cartoons for The Hobbit and stuff, you know, way back in the day. And so it sounds like they sold the rights to the three books in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. But somehow, when all that went down, um, the appendices of the Lord of the Rings didn't get sold, and the Silmarillion uh, didn't get sold. But so the J.R.R. Tolkien estate went around, and they're like, we got these appendices. Anyone want to make a movie or a TV show about it? And so they went to, you know, I'm sure they went to Netflix. They went to everyone. They went to Amazon, and Amazon was like, we'll give you $250 million for the rights to make use those appendices as the basis for a TV show. And so that's how Amazon got that. But then I was like, well, the Tolkien estate owns the rights to the Simorillion, and they just sold these crappy rights to the appendices to Amazon. Why didn't Amazon say, we don't want those crappy ones, we want the Simorillion? But apparently when they sold the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit stuff back in the 60s, along with selling that, they also gave kind of like right of first refusal or you know you can buy it if you want if the Tolkien estate ever sells the Cimmerillion then the people who own the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit they get to have first chance at bidding on it and so I guess they're just I don't know they I mean, to me that sounds like they just don't want to sell it yet I mean I guess if Amazon will give you 250 million for this crappy appendices then I guess you, you know that Cimmerillion that must be worth a billion dollars and you just save that for later I guess because otherwise, they could have just said, okay, they say it was a Swedish, the rights to those books, the rights to the, so the Lord of the Rings movies, books, the Hobbit book, and movies, um, all that is now owned by some Swedish video game company. And so I think the Tolkien estate could have said, hey, Swedish video game company, we're going to sell the Silmarillion, Amazon will give us, I don't know, a billion dollars or something. Do you want to outbid them? They could have done a bidding war. Anyways, they decided just to keep it, I guess, and... Amazon gave them so goddamn much money for these appendices that there you go. I mean, can't blame them. And the reviews and the reactions are coming in on this Lord of the Rings thing. And it, I don't know, this may be another uh, loss for the woke side. I mean, the fact that, you know, you got a bunch of gay elves and you got a bunch of black dwarves and whatever. I don't, that's not the problem with the show. That part is neither here nor there. It doesn't really affect the story. But it's kind of the story that people don't like. 
but time will tell. Like I went and looked up the reviews on Am or IMDb, and it's uh, I think the you know whatever it's a bunch of ten out of tens, and then a bunch of one out of ten. So highest score possible, lowest score possible. That's like two thirds. Two thirds of all the votes are someone giving it ten or one. I was kind of talking about this the other day. Like there's a difference between a poll and a vote, and the two things are getting they're getting mixed up. So IMDb, it's supposed to be a poll, like, uh, you know, ask someone, how good did you think this is? But what it's become is, is a vote. It's like, you know, do you want to say, screw you, woke people, or do you want to say, everyone's a bigot? And so, you know, and so it's a poll. Like, who says, sorry, not a poll, it's a vote. My vote is, screw those woke people. And then the other person is, my vote is, you mega bigots. You know, and it's just like in politics, you know, if you ask people... Are Republicans a threat to democracy? Or did Democrats steal the election? It's not really a poll of like, what do you really think? Do you really think the election was stolen? Do you really think Republicans are going to destroy our democracy and we're going to be like a third world country? Because the answer to that, you know, the honest answer to that would generally be people don't really think those things, at least not as much as they say they do. But it's a vote. And so, they're, they're, you know, so you're like, when you say the election was stolen, that's your vote saying, screw the Democrats. And when you say Republicans are a threat to democracy, that's just your vote saying, screw the Republicans. And then House of the Dragon has gotten mixed up in this. I was looking at its, at its IMDb score, and everyone's given it a 10. And I think, I mean, I, think it's just, I, don't th I don't think it's any less woke than Lord of the Rings. But anyways, it has been decided that House of the Dragon is the anti-woke TV show. So it's got, I mean, there's so many people giving it 10 out of 10. I mean, it's a good show too, but... People are like giving it out a 10 and they're like voting to say, screw Lord of the Rings. Or at least that's what I think. I got no proof of that. Let's see. Lord of the Rings gets a 6.2. House of the Dragon gets a 9.1. These are all out of 10. And then She-Hulk, the other one, it gets a 5. And She-Hulk, once again, is... It's a lot of 10s and a lot of 1s. Anyways, people are voting in the culture war again. And people used to call this re review brigading. Like, it happened with Captain Marvel, where they, they had a... It used to be on Rotten Tomatoes, they, they had a question that was, do you want... Do, are you interested in seeing this movie? It wasn't, have you seen this movie? But they said, are you interested in seeing this movie? And so all the anti-woke people on YouTube drummed up support for their side, and just there was just a crush of people who all went to Rotten Tomatoes and said, no, I do not want to see this movie. But so not everyone was lying about this, you know. I think, you know, if you went to Rotten Tomatoes and saw 10% or something, you probably were like, oh, these are people saying that the movie is bad. Not that they don't want to see it, but that they're lying and saying that they've seen it and it's a terrible movie. And so then the mainstream media, you know, they got fooled. You know, maybe one mainstream media person lied and then all the rest of them didn't bother to look into it. And so they're all like, look at these racists, look at these sexists. They're all saying the movie is a terrible movie when they haven't even seen it because it's not out yet. And then Rotten Tomatoes change their way of looking at stuff, and sometimes they'll, whatever, when a woke movie comes out, like the Star Wars ones, I think they'll sometimes do shady stuff, like throw out a bunch of negative votes, even, even ones when you have verified have seen the movie or whatever. But I guess here's my point. It used to be said, I think it wasn't true. It wasn't really true, but like the mainstream media... These are, you know, this ain't New York Times, this is low-level, low-level crappy mainstream media that covers this stuff. But anyways, they're like, 
the racists are review braiding review brigading again and they would just i just you know if you, if you didn't have a story to write on anything you like you look at whatever the latest culture war tv movie was and uh call everyone racist and review and review brigaders and trolls and long story short now what happens with all these things is the you know the people on one side go go do a bunch of voting when they haven't watched it or it's not really how they feel and then people on the other side also go do a bunch of voting even though it's not really how they feel and so all these shows they now get 10 star reviews and one star reviews and it seems i guess it's just like america it seems like just like america the number of people who do the 10 star and the one star i mean they're, they're roughly equal and i was listening to slate's what next podcast and they uh i think the title of the show was ai accused innocent dad of child porn or something like that and it was kind of interesting it's related to this thing with apple that i have previously talked about but anyways this guy he's an android user this dad the innocent dad and apparently at the beginning of the um the lockdowns for the pandemic he had a baby or toddler boy who had some sort of infection on their you know junk baby junk and so he took a picture of the baby junk and sent it to the doctor and then the doctor gave him a prescription for antibiotics and it cleared it all up and they thought that would be the end of it but he's an android user and android you know just automatically comes with a camera that uploads all your pictures to google photos the cloud you know if you got an iphone i don't know what they call it icloud anyways every, same thing as icloud i don't know i don't know uh, apple at all but anyways so Google Photos has some AI that looks through all the photos that get uploaded looking for, you know, inappropriate pictures of children. And then if, if the AI sees that, then it gets sent to a person. And then this person looks at it and, say, you know, and decides, is this truly an inappropriate picture of a child? And then they send it to some organization. I can't remember the name, like the National Prevention of Sexual Violence Against Children or something. And then those people, I guess they look up the, they take all the information from Google and then they figure out which police department that they want to notify. And so in this case, this, the dad, he lived in San Francisco. So the San Francisco police department was notified and I think they went and talked to the dad, you know, like whatever, you know, maybe talk to the pediatrician, et cetera. And they're like, oh, this dad is innocent. This is not a, this guy's not making child porn. Like, I don't even know if I, you know, saying, a lot of times you're not supposed to say child porn. I think, you know, like on Google, or sorry, YouTube, you can't say those words, I don't think. Even if you're like, child porn is bad. But anyways, just, there's like, don't say those words. So I don't know, maybe this uh, podcast will get censored. In any case, I bring it up because the, well, okay, so I mean, first off, right there. So, you know, be very careful of medical pictures of children that get uploaded to Google Photos. Oh, right. Okay, so the, the cops found him innocent, but there's no way to go back down the line and say, like, you know, and get to Google and be like, hey, I was found, you know, whatever, that was just, my, my kid needed antibiotics, and it was during the lockdowns. Anyway, so Google locked down his account, so his Gmail, whatever, you get it. Every, everything related to Google got locked down forever, and he can never get it back. And I think a reporter went and asked Google about it, and they're like, no, sorry, we're not going to change our mind on those kinds of things ever. I mean, which kind of makes sense. And, like, I don't know. Like, you know, what's the difference between a 
naked picture for medical reasons that you send to the doctor, but if someone else gets that picture, now it is inappropriate pictures. You know, if they send it out on the internet internet to perverts or whatever, now it isn't an inappropriate picture. So you know, it's it's a little tricky. So a year or two ago, Apple was going to do the same thing, and it was kind of interesting. It was because of um, I think it's because people are using WhatsApp, and so WhatsApp is encrypted. And so it doesn't go to the cloud, right? It is, you know, I think Apple will do the same thing. They'll catch you in the cloud. But it's like, what do you do about people whose stuff isn't going to the cloud? And I've mentioned, like, WhatsApp was used to start, you know, a, a mini genocide in Myanmar. Or is that Facebook? Anyways, some third world countries have done some terrible stuff based on people sending stuff around on WhatsApp. And then, the, you know, Apple and Google, they can't look at what it is because it's all encrypted. And so... Apple was going to do something different. What Apple was going to do, the only the only way to solve this problem of encrypted stuff with WhatsApp is the, you know, the only place, you know, like say you send a picture. Say you send a picture of a flower to your friend on WhatsApp. Well, from when you send it to when they get it, it's encrypted. So you can't look at anything in between. And that's that's how Google and Apple want to do it. They want to they want to look at stuff in between. But now they got this problem of encrypted stuff and they can't. So what Apple was going to do was they were going to have a, there's just going to be a program on your phone, um, you know, using your battery, and it was just going to occasionally scan your entire phone for, you know, I guess, and the idea was, oh, it's only going to be child porn. We're just, you know, we're just constantly scanning your phone for inappropriate pictures of children. But then there was the question, like, uh, what if the Chinese government says, hey, while you're looking for a... Uh, inappropriate pictures of children, why don't you look for, you know, Tiananmen Square, square pictures or whatever. Anyways, political people we don't like. And I guess I'm not sure. I think that, Google, that Apple is looking at your pictures on iCloud or whatever, but I guess they're not doing the same thing that Google is doing. But So anyways, currently, do not send medical pictures of your children, whatever, with Android. And you may want to be careful with Apple. And so basically, you know, all, all we know for sure right now is that Google Photos is scanning for child porn, but they may be scanning for other stuff. And at least they certainly have the, if they want to scan, they can scan for anything they want. Basically, they can scan stuff for anything they want with AI. You know, you don't have to have a person there. It's too many pictures and the people can't look at it. No, you can use AI and look at, you know, a billion photos a day, no problem. I don't know. You know, am I, am I a crazy conspiracy theory person? Like, I feel like... If you start with one thing, you're going to add to it. You know, you never, you never, it never goes away. You're like, you know what? We're not going to scan for anything. It never goes that direction. They're going to be like, you know what? Let's start scanning for this other thing. You know, I mean, violence, violence of some sort, but whatever. I guess you'll, you'll have to hear about some innocent dad getting caught up in Google Photos for a photo that's not violent, but looks violent, and, uh, and then he gets taken down, loses his account, and then we'll know the next thing that they're scanning for. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening.